what a blessing it is to be able to be a part of what God is doing in the here and now. We face a lot of problems. We're going to be in James chapter 1, by the way. I'll get you going there. James chapter 1. We face a lot of trials. We face a lot of problems in this world. We look around. We think, what in the world's going on in Ukraine? What in the world's going on in Russia? What in the world's going on in our nation? How is it that we can go through this traumatic problem where everybody in the world is sick? How do we face these things? And, you know, God has a plan. God has a plan, and God wants each and every one of us to be a part of that plan. I was telling the teens this morning in, in uh, teen class just how grateful and thankful I am to be saved. You know, I there's going to be trials. You know, running a camp ministry is not fun and games. It's not easy. You know what my job is the most is to stay up with lawyers and insurance companies. That's what I do. I look forward to summer camp because it gives me an opportunity to go outside and say hi to a teenager. But you know what? We all face difficult times. We all face difficult challenges. It's how we overcome them is what makes us different. Here in James chapter 1, very familiar verses, this is nothing new to you. This message is meant more for me. And so if you gain anything out of it, praise the Lord. Here in James chapter 1, verse 22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he is beholding himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man, what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. Father, would you lay on my heart the words you'd have me to speak? Would you help each one of us, Lord, to take in this word, not just to be hearers, Lord, but to be doers? Lord, would you use each one of us in our daily lives, no matter where we're at or who we may come across? And Lord, I pray this morning, if there's someone in the room that hasn't accepted you as Savior, I pray today would be the day they make that decision. Start anew. Lord, be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to point out this morning this doers versus hearers. This, again, is a very familiar verse. What I, when I study this and I put it together, I, I thought of this title, Grabbing a Hold of My Christianity. You know, in, in teen class this morning, we were talking about being a peculiar people. You know, I should be different in the life that I'm living. The things I do, the things I say, the places I go, I should be different. People should be able to see the joy in my life. I should be able to live a life filled with peace because God has saved my soul. The question this morning is, am I a doer of the word or just a hearer? Am I one to go to a Bible conference and absorb as much as I can to hear and then go home and never put it to use? Am I one to go to 
services on Sunday and Wednesday and grab all I can, maybe even possibly write it down in my notebook or, or put it on my digital tablet, but then never look at it again. God wants us to be workers, and I think now more than ever, it's time for us Christians to continue forward, to do what we can do. Do you know there's a large number of lost people in the world around us? There's a large number of hurting people around us. I've gotten a number of calls at the camp. Can you help me? Can you help my wife and I? Not money, counseling. Not anything else. People are hurting. Can we be a friend in Christ to reach these hurting? Do us here is to obey the gospel, not to just merely listen to it. This hearers is not contenting yourselves with mere hearing or even with understanding and believing what you hear without reducing it to practice. You see, when we are just hearers only and not doers, it says here in the Word of God that we deceive our own selves. Mere hearers are self-deceivers, and self-deceit will be found the worst deceit at last. If we flatter ourselves, it is our own fault. The truth, as it is in Jesus, flatters no man. The word of truth be carefully attended to in our lives. The word of truth we have here in our hands this morning. I fear sometimes in my life that I take it for granted, the fact that I have access to this anytime I want, when I want. I fear even as a, an evangelist in the ministry full-time, I still take for granted that I can go to the Word of God at any moment of the day if I so choose. But it's so easy to lean on our own understanding. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk with Him. Are we walking with Christ today? Although good works or service can save no one, God created us for His service. God equips us with the gifts necessary to do the job He has for us. I've learned that more and more over the past couple years. You see, when God first burdened my heart to start a camp, I was happy being a youth pastor and working a full-time job. I remember sitting in my office at home having discussions with the Lord. I don't think I'm the right guy, God. I don't think I'm the right guy for camp ministry. But over these last few years, I have come to learn even more so that God equips His people. There are some difficult, challenging times that we face. Some Christians are obedient to the call. Some are obedient and saying, Lord, here am I. Send me. Use me. Some are not. 1 Peter 2.21, for even hereunto 
were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. If we're going to follow Christ's steps, we must be doers of the word and not merely hearers. I jotted down a few things here. Example of Christ. The first one is he performed his Father's will. Hebrews 10.7 Then said, I, lo, I come, in the volume of the book that is written unto me, of me, to do thy will, O God. We as Christians should be willing to follow God's will in our daily lives. We have the ability to do this, but do we do it? God's word teaches us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. When we put our focus on the right thing, when we put our faith in the God we love to serve, we soon realize we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Christians are entreated to do the will of God. We should not ever take for granted each opportunity we have to follow in God's ways. There's a number of things to be done in this world. There's a number of people to reach. As I shared with the teenagers this morning, we all have the same call to go ye therefore. Many of you will get up tomorrow morning as you do every Monday morning. Maybe you're like me. It's get up right on time, get in the shower, get in the car, hit the road. Maybe you're one that gets up, gets a shower, has more coffee, drinks or has breakfast. I'm a night devotional guy. The mornings just don't work for me. But whatever your day begins tomorrow, can we say, Lord, help me to break up the routine. Give me an opportunity that I can be used by you. You see, he performed his father's, father's will. Secondly, he declared his father's word. John 17, 8. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I come out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Christ used the word of God to defeat Satan in time of temptation. We have a lot of temptation each and every day. For some, it's easy to point out all the day's temptations. But for others, it's not so easy. And I believe it's because these people are filled with the Word of God. How do we start our day? How do we begin our day? Is it concentrating on the Lord, of God, of the Lord and His Word? You know, I may not get up and prepare my sermons in the morning, but I... I do want to spend Lord time with my Lord in prayer. He declared his Father's word. We must use the word of God to defeat Satan. I don't know what the plan is with Russia and the rest of the world. I'm sure many of you have watched the news. We have missionary friends there. 
on the line feeding people, helping people? What is the purpose? God knows. And God is still sitting on the throne. What about the trials in our life? What about the things that we face day to day here? I thank the Lord that we don't have persecution like some of the places in the world today. I thank the Lord that we still have an opportunity to take, to take a Bible track and to hand it out without being beaten. I thank the Lord that we have a church building we can still come to this morning, not have to ask permission, not have to seek anything special. I don't know about you, but I just pulled right in this morning too early, but we were here. And many of you will be back tonight and next week. Are we declaring the Father's word? Christ walked in his Father's ways, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus forgave sins. He healed the sick. He helped all who would come to him for help. We have many opportunities in our lives in other ways. For some of us, it's easy. However, for most, it's not. We cannot forgive sins. We cannot perform healing. But we can witness. We can teach. We can help someone in need. Offer assistance. And we can do the work of God in our church and our community. We should walk in God's ways. You know, a kind word, a smile, a lending of a helping hand expresses God through us. Sometimes someone just needs to hear you love them. Christ fulfilled his Father's work. I think I jumped too many pages. John 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Christ did the work God sent him to do. He fulfilled his task by dying on the cross for mankind. Paul even said, I have fought a good fight. How is our work? I, I, I'm convicted by this many times. Am I doing all that I can do in the will of God for the glory of God. When I get to the end of my timeline, I get to the end of my life, can I say I've fought a good fight? I've done all that I could do. How can we follow Christ's example and be effective, being a doer and not just a hearer? All that was introduction. I don't have many points, so don't panic. How do we follow Christ's example and be effective, being a doer and not just a hearer? My first point is prevail in prayer. You know, God wants to hear our prayers. If we don't take the time out of our lives to speak to our Lord, 
then how can we expect anything from him? God, what's going on in Ukraine? What's going on in this world? Well, talk to me, children. Prevail in prayer. James 5.16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Prayers for our needs and others are effective when accompanied by faith. Prayers of praise are effective and bring the immediate approval of God. God wants to hear our prayers. God wants to hear us praise Him. You know, I start... I, I, we do this mountain moving prayer advance every year at the camp. We have 65, 70 men come in, and we've seen these men's lives change time and time and time again. But I've learned just through those meetings for myself to start my prayer in praise. Praising the Lord. It's not about what my needs are. It's not about what's going on over here. It's about praising my Lord. Lord, thank you for my salvation. Thank you for this grace and mercy that you've bestowed upon me that I so don't deserve. Begin my prayer with praise. We must prevail in prayer. We want to see things changed? Pray. We want to see things in our lives affected? Pray. God wants to hear from his children. Point number two, know God's powerful word. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word is powerful. We have, that's our camp verse. That verse is hanging or stuck to the wall in our camp store there at the camp. The power of God's Word. God's Word shows us how to live a successful, God-pleasing life. God's Word points the way to salvation and eternal life. By studying God's Word, it makes us effective soul winners. And we can go on and on. The power of God's Word. Again, I remind you, sometimes I feel convicted that I take for granted that I have the ability to read God's Word daily, hourly. Do we take it for granted? Know God's powerful Word. Prevail in prayer, know God's powerful Word. Have positive faith. Point three, have positive faith. Matthew 9, 22, But Jesus turned him about and saw her and said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. All things are possible with positive faith. God's going to do His work. Whether in and through us or someone else. Our question is, do we want to live a life that's pleasing to God? How are we to grab a hold of this Christianity and take it to the fullest. What can I do, Lord, today to do more? Lord, will you use me to reach more people? Will you use me to pray more daily? Will you use me to study your word that I may be ready in season or out of season? 
How can we grab a hold of this wonderful thing that we call Christianity? I'm talking about our salvation, not religion. Our salvation. There are so many people in this room that you know outside of this room that I may never see. Your pastor may never meet. How is God going to use you to reach them with the gospel? God's powerful word. Positive faith. Persevering love. This one convicts me every time. How can I reach a soul if I don't have love? And I'm talking about a full heart, gut-wrenching love. You know in the book of Matthew when it says Jesus was moved with compassion? I get convicted when I'm following a slow person down the highway thinking, move, there is no compassion. There needs to be more love. There needs to be persevering love. 2 Corinthians 5.14, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. There's no defense against the love that doesn't quit or give up. It breaks down walls of resentment, hurts, and misunderstandings. Persevering love includes compassion and empathy. It enables us to be effective as we relate to others by endeavoring to put ourselves in their place. Do we have a love for others to the point where we're ready to put ourselves in their place? Christ died for our sins. His blood was shed on the cross for you and for me and for every lost soul in this world. That's love. That's agape love. Do we have persevering love in our lives for others? Next, persistent effort. There's a persistent effort that we must have. Isaiah 43, 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe him and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall thou be after me. We are to witness to others about the saving power of Jesus Christ. And to be effective, we must be persistent and patient in our efforts. We must never give up. The value of a single soul is beyond estimation. You see, I started this with, it's time to continue. It's time to move forward. It's time to do something for God. What are we ready to do? Are you ready to reach your neighborhood? Are you ready to reach your coworkers? Are you ready to be a disciple for your young people in the church? How about the young people in your homes? The life we live is going to impact the next generation. Many of you know this. The examples that we live determines the next generation. 
Many of us don't like the things that are going on. There's, I saw, I don't keep up with the news a lot, but apparently a guy won the ladies swim meet. I'm trying to figure that out. Folks, what can we do? We need to do the will of God. We need to be on our knees praying. We need to be sharing the gospel of Christ. We need to be discipling new converts. This next generation, what are we going to face? I believe it's determined on what we do. We as Christians should commit ourselves to God and always follow through on the commitments we make. Has God burdened your heart to do something? I remember it was a battle for me when, when God first called me to stand in front of a group like you and speak. I didn't want nothing to do with it. I was literally a little country boy who bailed hay in the summer and went to school and didn't talk to a single person. It's literally, I don't even know how I met my wife. I think I just winked at her across the room and she started talking to me. But I told God, as a saved person, that I wanted to be used for his glory. What can I do in my life, Lord, to be used for your glory? Because there's nothing in this world that's going to matter. It's all temporary. It's all going away. What matters is I have the good news of the gospel in my heart and there's many other people who need it. What can I do, Lord? We need to commit ourselves to God and always follow through on our commitments. If we continue to follow Christ's example, it's much easier to become and continue to be doers of his word. But if we get caught up in the things of this world and our own selfish desires and our own selfish ways, we will fail. God's way will prevail. Our way will fail. Can I ask you, are you ready to commit? There's so much work to do. The harvest truly is plenteous. And there aren't many laborers. We seek summer staff every year, and it's not an easy thing. No ministry is finding it easy. I meet with a lot of pastors, and their biggest concern is, I need an assistant. I need an assistant. I bet there's probably 75 churches that I've been to in just last year alone that say I need an assistant. And I'm just speaking this for any young men in the room. There's plenty of work to do. Next on the line is music talent people. A lot of churches need music talent. 
But the most important thing is there's a lot of souls in this world around us that need to hear the gospel. Are you going to allow God to use you? You know, we at the Edge Christian Camp preach and teach the gospel of Christ. We want to see souls saved. We want to see souls discipled. We keep them for a week, children and adults. So we don't have much time. We do our very best to line them up with a Bible preaching church if they're just getting saved. And we do our best to encourage them to work with their pastor in continuing discipleship. Can I ask you this morning, in your heart of hearts, can you honestly look to the Lord this morning and say, God, I've grabbed a hold of my Christianity. I know what I'm supposed to be doing every day. I know the call and the burden that you've laid on my heart. Can you honestly say that before the Lord this morning? Or is there some things in your life that's hindering you? Some things that are holding you back? Maybe it's fear. What's the fear? We have salvation. Maybe it's salvation itself. Maybe you're here this morning and you haven't placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's the first step. You can't be used by God until you have a relationship with God. And God wants for you to come to him. What's hindering? What is hindering us? I constantly ask myself, Lord, create in me a clean heart that I may be used by you each and every day. Not for my benefit, not for my glory, but for God's glory. Because one day I will meet him face to face, and I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Father, we thank you this morning. Father, as pastor comes up, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to give an update of the camp. I thank you, Lord, for this church. I thank you, Lord, for uh, their support and our ministry. And we pray, Lord, that any way we can be a blessing, that you would just open those doors up. Pray that you'd be with each person that's in here this morning. Lord, would you help us to grab a hold of that? That salvation, that Christian life that you've blessed us with. And Lord, help us to be used by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Pastor.